Welcome to What the Bump. My name is Jen. And I'm Mariana. We are former labor and delivery nurses who felt called to step away from the bedside after having babies of our own to be full-time birth doulas. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and everything in between. Join us here every Wednesday for a new episode. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bump. Today we have Morgan coming on the podcast to share her birth story. Honestly, you're my first recording since I've had my baby. So um, this is my first podcast back in like probably a good three to four months. So I'm really excited to hear your birth story and to kind of get back into it. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you live, um, how you met your partner and your family. Okay. So me and my partner have been together, oh, seven and a half years. So we're from Birmingham, UK, if they couldn't tell by the accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we originated, we went to school together. Um, so we were best friends when we were probably like 14, 15 um and then we left school he was a year above me and then we rekindled when we were like 18 19 and then we've been together since um and then we had our little one just in between I don't know how the lockdowns worked in the US um so March 2021 okay. and yeah oh it's just been a crazy whirlwind since yes do you ha- did you have a little boy or a little girl little girl little girl what'd you guys name her Aria oh Aria. she's amazing. That's so cute. I love a a names for girls. How do you spell that? Like A R Y A or A R I A A R I A. So I was cute. A big time Pretty Little Liars fan when I was about seventeen, and it just oh, you're right. There is an Aria in Pretty Little yeah. Liars. Oh, not that's... that my partner had any idea what that was, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> I actually loved the movie um, Age of Adeline. If you've ever seen or heard of that, yeah. um, it's with Blake. Oh, people are going to be like, how don't you know this Blake something really famous women actress. She's beautiful. Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Yes. Yes. Um, It's with her and um, it's called Age of Adeline. And I loved the movie and it came out not, it's not that old at all. Um, But I didn't, we were like Adeline, Adeline, we went back and forth and we ended up going with Adeline. Um, So funny. Mine kind of came from like a movie show too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, you had your baby in 2021. So tell us about finding out you were pregnant. Were Was it kind of a plan? Um, and then how did your pregnancy go? Okay, so I think the start of the first lockdown, we kind of sat down and we were like, look, we know that's what we want to do. We want to start trying. Um, and then weirdly, so I ended up having to have my appendix out. Mm-hmm. And when I came out of surgery, they said, oh, we've seen some issues with your ovaries while you were in the surgery we were kind of like you know we were just at this position where we were going to start trying um and they said look I don't think you're gonna be able to have children so obviously that was a lot to just suddenly be sprung upon you yeah um so I think it just automatically got referred then back to my GP um and I had a few scans I think it's like the May before I had her so the would have been the summer just before I got pregnant um and we thought look we'll you know if it was quiet, everyone was based from home. Here's the time to start trying if it's going to happen. Um, and we had the scan in the May and she was like, look, everything looked really good. So whatever's happened in the five months since your operation, you know, fingers crossed, it, it looks fine. So hopefully it works out for you. Um, and then we tried that month and we got pregnant with Aria. Um, wow. So we got really lucky considering it could have been a very different outcome after the conversation, you know, the surgeon had had with me. Um so then I fell pregnant. I think it was the would have been the end of June. Um, 
and I think people were just starting to go back to normal about going back to work and things then um and I had a pretty relatively normal pregnancy um but I had HG um I can yeah. never say what the full word of it is but... hyperemesis gravidum gravid that's yeah not... I think that's gosh that's now that I'm thinking about it I only call it HG too um it's yeah. where you puke a lot <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah everyone goes it's the one that Kate Middleton had like <laughs> it's like a claim to think um but yeah so I mean I had a really low risk pregnancy there was no concerns um but a few times I had to go uh, to like A&E and they'd put me on IV of fluids and things and anti-sickness and stuff um and yeah I mean that happened for, I think about five six months of my pregnancy I mean it became you were, the new you were puking yeah it wasn't great um but I mean besides that it was relatively okay so it got to the December so I was probably like five nearly six months pregnant um and I'd had some chest pains and anything when you're pregnant it's probably the same over there it's like right we'll check you because you never know what it's going to be mm-hmm. and they got concerns they thought that I might have a blood clot in my lung thankfully I didn't um but after that they were kind of like look if you can take your maternity leave earlier we'd prefer you to go off and at least we can monitor you if you need to um so then I was off then so I had Aria in the March but she wasn't due until or she was due April, April Fool's Day so 1st of April um so from that December really thankfully I was okay but I was at home for a few months um which was quite nice actually I was just enjoying nesting and cleaning every 10 seconds of the day because there's nothing else to do when you're at home for three months yes that gave you a lot of time I'm sure to like prepare all the last minute things think about birth and you know nursery hospital packing everything oh it was amazing I mean it got to point at one point I was I made a little Instagram for like family and friends to see. And I was like, every time I folded something different ways or made everything look pretty, it was like, oh, let's take a photo and send That's it. That's so fun. <laughs> it was great. I, I loved it. Um, and thankfully, obviously, I was actually fine. So there was no concern to my health. Um, and then, yeah, so I don't know how it works over there. But so the last few weeks of your pregnancy, I think you see midwife every two weeks. Um so you just go in, they get the Doppler out and just listen to check everything over and just do some measurements, to make sure everything's going ahead. Um, and I think it was two, it would have been just before, just over two weeks before I was due. They said, oh, Ari's doing great. It's just a case of, um, so your fluid amount is going to be a little bit lower than we'd like by the time she goes full term. Um, they say it's nothing major to worry about, but it might be a case they decide to either do a C-section or um potentially induce me a little bit earlier just to stop her going to all the way 40 odd weeks um and that was I think that was like the Wednesday and I was like right okay they were like right we're going to provisionally put a c-section date in the diary just in case but at least we know we've got something set in stone um so I think this yeah so this would have been like the Tuesday Wednesday and then they were booking me in for the Thursday after so I was thinking right I've got like a week and this is happening that was for a c-section yeah was she head down yeah, everything was, she was fully ready to go. But I think but, they were just originally going, in case I went past that, they wanted to put a date in. Yeah. But you guys do, so that's very different in the United States. So um, in, in the US, you know, normally women can be pregnant till 42 weeks. If you had low fluid, maybe they would induce you early, but um, we don't do C-section unless there's like, you know, a medical reason, at least most of the time. Um, So we would put like an induction date. So you would go into the hospital and instead of having a C-section, you'd be given like Pitocin and some medications to help induce labor and then, you know, have the baby vaginally. But you guys more so do C-sections instead. I would say out of every, 
probably a lot of the time I'd say no but over COVID it kind of came more of a we don't want what it seemed to be they didn't want people in hospital for long periods of time so yeah, just do c-sections yeah I gotta get I gotta we gotta talk to some people over there oh my goodness that is yeah. crazy <laughs> everyone I know that had births around COVID or within that year was like c-sections back to back everyone oh my gosh I'm so curious to know what the UK c-section rate is now I'm gonna look it up (laughs) it was wild um no we tried to avoid them unless like a breech baby or a labor that stalls out or a baby that's like you know in distress um otherwise like option one is always an induction instead of a a c-section yeah that makes sense really doesn't it so um, yeah it does (laughs) but anyways okay so you had the date on you were about 30 were you 38 weeks you said yeah, so I would have been, yeah, I would have been bang on 38. So we were like, right, I've come home. The other half is like, okay, so it's happening. Get, let's get ready. And this was, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it would have been. And then, oh, maybe, I don't know, I was 38 and two. Because then the Friday morning, if it was fine, this is the same week. I've like, I've, I've just literally been packing everything I need to do. Went to bed on the Friday morning, Friday morning, Friday night. And then woke up in the night, I was like, oh, that feels like a, I think he's going to be a contraction. Like, this is all very new to me. I can assume that must be what it is. And I was thinking, surely not. Like, this, I'm 38 and four at this point, thinking, like, you know, I've got days, we're really early. And then it got to about, I think I woke up about half nine, 10 o'clock. I hadn't been to sleep long. And then it got to, I think, midnight. And I was like, these are really coming. Like, me and my partner started timing them. I'm bouncing away on my ball, like right, let's just get in the zone. I've got Harry Potter on the telly, like trying to keep calm. Did you have like um, prior to this, like a birth plan? Did you do um, like childbirth education? Did you have anything specific that you knew that you wanted for your birth? Yeah, so we were pretty easy with, I mean, if I needed the drugs, I'd take them. We were very much on, if I needed to have them, I'd have them. Um, But we wanted to have a water birth. That was our long-term plan. And they already said, even though they booked a C-section date in, if everything was going fine, then by all means, I could still have that. It was still going to be very minimal intervention from them. Um, but because of COVID, you couldn't do birth classes in person. Mm. So we cut the education classes that we had were all online. So we had like, I think three, one was a, one was like six, seven hours. Um, and it was lovely. It was really in depth, but you missed out on that kind of in-person interaction with doing it. Um, so I think we had one, I think the last one was about two, three weeks before I had her. Um, and it was the, like, that was then talking about um child safety and first aid and things after they're born which was really interesting actually because I didn't think that would be a part of it um but yeah we lost we lost out on the whole doing it all in person we were really excited for that we always kind of envisioned it be like friends and you sit in there learn what positions you need to be in and yeah so funny um but yeah so then it got to that Friday night um so yeah it's about midnight and then we were like right we definitely need to start timing these these are really coming on thick and fast and you know you're in your head going is this how everyone starts or is this like further along than I think it is yeah. um so I called triage and I said look like they're coming really quite close but the pain's really not that bad so I don't know how far into labor I am or if it's just because I'm nervous um and they said look just pop down We'll have a look. And because of COVID, anytime you had to go to hospital these times, you had to be booked to come in. You couldn't just mm. turn up. Um, so we went down to the hospital. And I mean, it's only 15 minutes drive from here. Um, and she was like, right, we'll check you over. Oh, you've got days yet. You're only sending me a... It's like, oh, okay. She said, but some people have cluster contractions. Um, 
she said though although you're nowhere near to begin birth yet your back your contractions are quite back to back at the minute she said but it should just ease off um and was telling me to go and drink some water have some paracetamol and just ride it out carry on doing what i'm doing so we left the hospital then it's about quarter past 12 and then drove back and then i was in the car i was like these are getting strong like this pain is coming on i was thinking it's only been 10 minutes since she checked me um so I said to my other half, look, when we get back, can you just put a bath on? I'm just going to sit in there as long as I can and we'll just ride it out. And then, so I think I was in the bath from quarter to one and it got to about half three in the morning. I was like, I'm in a lot of pain. Like this is back to back. And I thought, I can't take this. So I called triage again and this is where it went a little bit downhill. So it rang triage and they're like, it's supposed to hurt. It's labor. Hmm. Great words of wisdom there. Okay. <laughs> It's like, when can, can that be seen? Can someone have a look? Because like, this is a lot thicker and faster than it was a few hours ago. Um, and she's like, no, you've, there's no point in you coming back. The risk of yeah. She's like, the risk of COVID is too high. You've got no reason to come in. It's been an hour. It's been like two hours. Um, you just need to ride it out. And I was like, right. Okay. It's not really the words of wisdom I was looking for, but yeah. okay. Um, so again, I'm still in the bath. I'm just like, keep topping it up. So it's warm. Um, and then it got to, I think, 6am. So I'd been in the bath then at this point, like five, nearly five hours. And I was like, there's nothing else I can do. I'm at this point, I'm holding onto the bath taps. Like I'm in so much pain, like something's got to give. And I said to my other half, like, we're just going to have to turn up to hospital. Like they're going to have to see me. Like I can't keep sitting in this much pain. Um, So I called an ambulance and I was like, right, if they're not going to let me come in, I'm going to have to do it and ring 999 and see if they can help me. So... And when it went for the call, the call waiter answered and she's like, oh, so Morgan, like, are you okay? Do you feel like you need to push? And I went, no. And this like over sound of mooing came out of me. And she's like, right, wherever you are, I think you need to get on the floor because you, uh-huh. the sound you're making, I think you're quite into labor more than you think you are. I was like, oh no, it's just getting really quite painful. And there's a bulge, like I can feel a lot of weight down there. Uh-huh. There's a lot of pressure. It's your water. Yeah. Because they said to me, I was like, oh, have any of your water's gone? I was like, oh, don't think so. But like, it feels like there's a lot going on down there. Like, I'm not sure what that feeling is. But I was getting so scared thinking, you know, it could be a cord. I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on. So the paramedics turned up and it was two two bloke, two guys. And they turns up and he said, look, I'm being honest. I've never dealt with a birth. You're like, great. <laughs> I was like, right. And he went... And my bathroom's really quite small. And because I just got on the floor and once I was down, there was no getting me back up. I'd put my head by the door so no one could get around me to like check me. And he's like, oh, like, I don't know how we're going to see if you if there's anything going on. So uh, he said, can, can you get your partner to get a torch and climb over and have a look? That's like, right. Wait, a torch? Yeah, he wanted to get my partner to shine a torch up me to have a look to see if oh, I could see Is anything. that like a flashlight? Yes, yes, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, you you say a couple of things that are just very different. I, I know what you mean, Um, but it's very interesting, the different like little verbiage. So a torch, when, when we think of a torch, um, I'm thinking of um like a fire torch, like- oh, Like a lighter. Uh, But bigger than a lighter. Like a torch is like a big, uh, like a jumbo lighter, basically. Oh, um, right, so right. I'm thinking, why would he be holding a torch down there? But a flashlight, okay. A flashlight, yeah. I'm sorry, okay, keep yeah. going. <laughs> so no the half is like trying to get down there and have a look and he's like I don't even know what I'm looking for like I can't see anything and they've said look we'll get you some gas and air we'll just try and ease the pain off I was like okay 
and they've called through on their radio like we have no idea what we're doing but they said somebody out another unit is on their way um because we're crashing over on shift patterns now so mm. we've said another unit I was like okay and they're saying oh like do you want to cover up um you know I'm lying there naked on the floor and I'm thinking I'm, I've got a person coming coming out of me soon like yeah. I'm really bothered at this point uh, and my other half was just like right okay so he just went and got me a random random bra and was like do you want to put it on clearly they're feeling a little bit awkward I thought they're paramedics kind of your job but yeah. okay um and this other paramedic turned up then and she was so great she just said look just concentrate on what I'm telling you just look at me don't worry about anything else we're just going to get you up and we're going to get you on the ambulance and then at least then I can get some obs on you I can check what's going on and she said when you tell me you can feel something what can you feel I said it's like there's a ball of pressure like I can't explain to you I said and she's like right okay we need to get you in like she said clearly the baby's very low if you're that's what you're telling me so I've literally gone two steps down the stairs I was like right let's have a break some gas and air and then she was like right we're gonna get you from here all they've done is wrapped a dressing gown around me to get me out of the house and she's like so I've literally done two steps down the stairs and then she's like, right, we're going to get you out of the house. We've got to do this in one fell swoop. So we don't want to risk you tripping down the stairs. I was like, okay. So they've got me out of the house to the end of my driveway. And she's like, right, we'll just get you on the bed. We're going to ring triage, get them on the line, just in case they have any questions for you. Um, so at this point, she said to my other half, so it's like half, it's like 20 past six in the morning. And she said, oh, like, go let the cat out, like grab the hospital bags. There's no rush. Everything's fine. So he's like tottering around the house and they're just like just putting blood pressure monitors on me and things. She said like, we're just going to have a look down there. And she went, oh yeah, Morgan, you're crowning. We're going to have to put the brakes on. You're going to give birth now. And I, honestly, the, well, I was like, sorry, what? I thought, you know, we're talking hours yet. She's like, no, baby's here. Um, So they sent the other paramedic to go and get my partner. He's like, you need to come now. Baby's coming. So my other half got on the ambulance and he said, literally he walked on and they said, Morgan, start pushing. And I pushed once and her head came out. My waters went, oh um, pushed again. And then she came out. So two pushes, we were done. It's now like 20 past six. So in six minutes from me getting on there, she was here. But... So you were like in your driveway in the ambulance. They didn't even start driving. Oh no, I didn't get anywhere. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. She literally, she was like, we're going to ring triage. We'll check you over. And then we'll get going like 15 minutes to hospital. Even they had no idea how far in until she looked and was like, yeah, we're doing it now. It's going to happen. Wow. And that whole time prior, were you like grunting when you would have your contractions, like kind of involuntarily, like pushing kind of like when you um, answered the phone to triage and you were like, uh, like, yeah, had no idea that I was thinking, Oh, because my whole, the only way I can describe it, like when I was lying back in the bath, my whole body was kind of lifting in the air, like as if I had no Pushing. control. Yeah. yeah. Fetal ejection reflex. It's where you just like involuntarily are kind of grunting and pushing and you don't even, some people don't even really realize it if they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. Had no idea. I was doing that for about an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you'd and been it, pushing for a while. Without... Had, yeah. No idea. Oh, so there's me just God. thinking like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. I'm just lifting my body to move to like try and readjust. No, I was going. And I kept thinking now, no wonder I was in so much pain. <laughs> I was sitting there the whole time in labor. No, no idea. Oh my goodness. So what happened then after she came out in the ambulance? Yeah. So she came out and they were like, so here's a little bit of the story. So I knew that Aria was going to be a girl. So my other half didn't, he chose to not find out. So I kept the secret on my own the whole time. Oh my gosh. So when she came out and they went, he's here. And I was like, he? Kaylee's a surprise here. And they were like, oh, sorry, no. Like, no, we've, sorry, we haven't checked properly. Yeah, like she's a girl. And we're like, oh, 
okay yeah so my my other half's like crying he's like oh it's a girl it's like yeah um and then they said oh because of covid he's got to get off the ambulance now he can't stay on here oh right okay so he got off the ambulance and they asked for him to follow in his car so he followed us to the hospital um and then when we got there though like aria was latching like i was breastfeeding while i'm in the ambulance like everything was great but the cord was still in me and my placenta hadn't given up birth yet um so they got me to hospital and they just said look we took you straight through uh we're gonna run some mobs just to make sure everything's fine but baby is, we've got no concern she was crying she was bright red like the colors everything they were happy with they just said we just need you in for six hours for monitoring um and then they sent midwives around and she was like, right, we're just going to get you going. She said, we may need to give you an injection to help your placenta come. She said, but it might just do its own thing. Um, So the one thing is we really wanted to do delayed cord clamping and it worked out quite well because we ended up having that because. It sounds like you had a very delayed cord clamping, a whole ambulance <laughs> yeah. ride, hospital admission. And then, you know. <laughs> so we worked, it worked out quite well. So Cal, Cal, my other half, he got to cut the cord and he wanted to do that. So it was great. Um, and they just said they did some rubbing and pushing on my tummy and then the placenta started coming anyway. So they were happy with that. Um, and I was really quite fortunate. So she said, we're just going to check you over down there because we're not sure if you've you know had any tears or anything. But I hadn't. I got no tears. So I didn't mm-hmm. need any stitches. Um, and then that was it. Then they took her off and went to do all the weigh measurements. Um, and she was bang on what her weight was going to be because the whole family put all their bets in to see what she was going to be. Um and then because it had gone so quick, no one knew I was in labor. So this was the point then we all got off at my mother half were like, we're gonna have to let people know, like we've we've had her. So we were FaceTiming everyone. They were like, what is it? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Like, you know, what's happened? Um, yeah, and just said, Oh yeah, and by the way, I gave birth in the ambulance. Like it's been a quick night. Oh my gosh. That's amazing though. I am so glad because like it's crazy to think had that not happened and your baby came early, which is rare for a first baby, you would have had a C-section. And like, how silly would that have been when you're somebody who just had this beautiful, natural, unmedicated, very quick labor? Um, I'm so glad it's like your body and baby heard C-section and they were like, nope, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not happening. I'm coming today and it's all going to be great. Like, oh, it was, it was amazing. Like we couldn't, it was quick and you know we didn't even have time to think we were thinking oh we didn't get to have a water birth I was thinking no like this was great like yeah people dream to have births that like even the midwife said she said look you might not see it at the minute because how fast everything's gone today she said but you had the ideal dream birth she said everything's great for you um and we were home by like so this was I think we were sitting eating having tea and toast at like eight o'clock and I think by four, we had to wait a bit because of COVID. Ugh, my other half had to go back to get the car seat. So because he then left the hospital, they were funny about him coming back in and it all got a oh bit complicated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. As if he hadn't been with me for hours. Um, so I think by four o'clock, we were like at home and like we had the grandparents come around to meet the little one. And it was just great. Like we were just sitting at home thinking, what a day. Like, What a day. That is amazing. Yes, that is like for somebody who wants a like lower intervention on medicated birth, that is, I mean, you can't make it any better than that, really. <laughs> well, no, and we'd always said as well, like we'd wait up, like we were debating whether to have a home birth and we were kind of like, oh, maybe we won't do it for the first. Uh, and after this, we were like, well, we might as well have because <laughs> we did it outside anyway. 
Um, yes. So we were saying when we have our next one at some point, like we definitely want to consider having a home birth. And then yeah. after listening to yours, we were like, yeah, that's it. I'm sold. I, I was literally going to say, you know, your first birth sounds a lot like mine. It was very quick. I got to the hospital and had my daughter. So my second one, I was like, they come much faster. So I was like, I'm going to have a home birth. Thank God I did because I would have never even probably made it out my front door. My labor was one hour. Um, so yes, you totally should consider a home birth. Yeah, honestly. And I think because things have changed so much, like I've had friends and family have had children since and it, it's such a different experience because I mean, all I knew was having a baby during the COVID time. So right. even just having that flexibility of going to hospital when you need to be seen, that was just really strange to us thinking, well, you know, if I'd gone in at three, maybe I would have had her at three, who knows? Like, That's awesome. So how were you like postpartum, um, you know, physically healing, mentally, emotionally, how was kind of those first couple of weeks for you? So, I mean, it was great for the first few days. I mean, we all have those amazing hormones. Um, I mean, I was up take, going for walks, not very far. I was still understanding, you know, I've just had a baby. Um, but I walked up to my mom's. That was like a 10 minute walk. And it was just nice. Like I got the push chair out. It was lovely. Uh, I think the baby blues kicked in on like day four. Wait, I think super sensitive. Oh, I think I'm, I can't remember what it was now, but it was something really silly. Like we didn't have biscuits in the house and I was crying like it was the end of the world. Like... Sounds like baby blues. <laughs> so, I mean, that definitely kicked in after a few days. Um, but I was quite lucky, actually. I mean, because I didn't have any tears or anything to consider. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was bruised down there and I expected that. Um, but I had a, quite a lot of postpartum blood that went on for a while. Um, I think about three, four weeks. And I had that monitored and I'm happy um it was just something they just said like some people have it for longer than others they had no cause for concern um but then aria i think about day five she was having issues with with um latching so for the first few days everything was fine um and then bit by bit we noticed all the techniques they taught us what didn't seem to be working we were trying the rugby method and all these different angles and things um so when the health visitor came out she said look I think she's dropping a little bit too much weight um so it might be a case I need to supplement sometimes with formula to see if I can boost it up while we try and sort the latch out um and then she got jaundice um which to be fair they didn't intervene they just every two days she had to be checked just to make sure she was doing okay so then I did a lot of pumping around the clock um because we were very much we were fine about her needing to be combi fed. That wasn't a problem, but we were still very much like, if we can, especially the first few days, um, you know, we we used to call it mama's gold, but you you know, having the best breast milk yeah. as you can and like, you know, all your colostrum and things. Um, but thankfully we were able to, I mean, I think I was pumping until she was like eight, nine weeks because mm-hmm. I latched just, it just never got better. Even when we were speaking to midwives, she just wasn't having any of it. So we were pumping and doing combi feeding then all the way through. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah, totally normal. You know, I think every baby to a degree gets a little bit of jaundice and the best thing is, you know, feed them and they, they poop it out and get it kind of sorted out and then sunlight, all the things, but that's awesome. It sounds like you had, you know, a pretty good postpartum period. Um, healing was well, I think when you have like especially no tearing it's just, it is so much easier with healing. You're like, like you mentioned, you're kind of bruised, but, um, no, nothing too crazy. Yeah, and that was, that was a big thing for me. I remember people saying, like, I can't believe you're up and about. And I was thinking, at the minute, you're just running on so many happy hormones. Yes. I was like, yeah, just get me out fresher. I want everyone to see her. And it was amazing. 
Um, I mean, I was just really quite fortunate, especially people tend to struggle quite, not, I mean, not everyone, but can struggle, especially with their first birth. Um, and I think because in our head, we were like, right, this C-section is going to happen. We need to be prepared for the fact that I'll be off my feet for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up just being the polar opposite. It was just like, yeah, we're out in the world now. She's here. Like, that's it. We're ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's amazing how big of a difference even like tearing really makes. I tore with my first and didn't with my second. And I felt so much better after my second birth. Like physically, I felt like I, you know, I hate to use the word like bounce back, but you know, I, I healed a lot quicker. I also took very seriously laying in bed. That's something that my midwives were huge on is, um, I don't know if you've heard of like the five, five, five rule. So it's like you spend five days in your bed, five days on your bed and then five days around your bed. So it's literally like 15 days in your room. Um, You're really not supposed to like leave your room. It's just kind of to promote like you laying down a ton for 15 days. And I did like a modified five, five, five. I definitely did not do it all the way through. Um, But I did like five, I would say I did like a week for the most part in my room. Um, and I do think that that also just taking that first week off my feet, I did not do that with my first. Um, and I did with my second and it made such a difference with how I felt postpartum too. I get that to be fair. Cause we were very much like, Oh, we want everyone to see her. And don't get me wrong. It was amazing. Like we love to have been able to have grandparents and aunties and uncles around meeting her and things. Um, but I think the tired definitely kicked in after a weekend because you've got constant visitors and you're trying to host and still look okay because you're coming around. Um, you're up um, all night, you, pumping, yeah. nursing. Yeah, and you're trying to find your feet even under, I mean, the second we walked in when we first bought a home, we were like, now what? Like, Yeah, you're like, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> when, and when when do I change her? Did, does she tell me? Like, yeah, all <laughs> those kind of feelings. Um and we were very fortunate to have a lot of support near us. Um, we are we are quite local to a lot of our family, which is great. Um, but definitely, I think when we have future children, I think it'll be like, can we just shut the door for a few days and we'll see you in a couple of days? Like That is something so common that I hear from like when people go to have their second baby is that with their first, they were like so excited, had visitors and people and were up and about. And it's like it's like a little trophy. You kind of want to show off in a way, you know, you're so proud that you built and grew and birthed this baby, um, which rightfully so. And then everybody's like, okay, but with my second, that was really exhausting. And I like want to just absorb it. And I was the same way with my first and then my second. And I loved like not having people and locking myself in my room for a week after a week. I was like, okay, I'll slowly like have some visitors. And, um, but I took it so much easier. And honestly, I think it helps you just to like absorb that newborn stage so much more. Um, And I was, you know, we might have a third, but we really might not have a third. So I really wanted to treat it like, okay, I want to really sit in this moment and not be like busy during it. Was it amazing as well? Having, having your first meet your your second and, oh. Yes, it was so cute. Um, She did really, really well with it too. How old? Well, you said May of 2021. So I had a March, 2021, so she's coming up up two and a half now. Okay. Yeah. So my daughter was September, 2021. Um, so she is about to turn two. Um, and yeah, it was really, really fun. And I'm sure by the time, if you guys ever have another one, when, um, and she's a little bit older too, it'll be even, even more fun because she'll understand it so much more and probably be like a lot more helpful. My daughter's kind of like the crazy, crazy twos right now. (laughs) Um, so she's getting helpful. Like she'll bring me a diaper and stuff like that, but she's still very much. So we'll like come up to him and like kiss him. 
and then whack him. <laughs> yeah, they're still not getting that little bit. Okay, we're just going to rein it in a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it'll be such a such a fun time. Oh, yeah. My, I mean, my niece is only three months older than my, than Aria. Um, and my nephew was born. Well, he's coming up one next week. So they've got like 18 months between them. And so my Aria sees them all the time. She's like, oh, baby brother. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. So you're very aware now, like, that there's yes. two of them. So that is so fun. How cute. Ho- hopefully, not too far in the distant future. Um, yes. I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, after the conversation they had about my fertility, hopefully everything's still ticking away and that everything's great and that we can have another one. Um, oh, because if she's anything like Aria, they are, then that'd be amazing. I know. It's so fun. I love my, obviously I love my daughter, but um, we always said, we were like, our, like when we were, when I was pregnant with Braxton, our son, I was like, how are we going to like, we're so obsessed with our daughter. We were like <laughs> genuinely worried. Like, how are we supposed to love him? Because we love her like a, like an, a, an absurd amount. And I was like, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to like love him like that, but you know, you will. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a worry, isn't it? And you go, how do I give them more than I've already given the other one? And uh, honestly, I've I've been there before. I read a lot. Well, that's how I found your podcast, actually. Um, I really am into the, listening to other stories from other mums and like their journeys. And I read a lot of forums and things. And I even remember a few months ago googling, going, "Oh, how to have a second one and how to get them to bond with your first." I think, of course, they're gonna. It's just one of those natural worries that you have. And. Yes. Think about if like you have siblings, it's one of the like best parts of your childhood um, to have, you know, built in friends to basically play with 24 seven. It's great. That's amazing. Yes. Well, if you have a second when you'll have to come back on and share how that birth evolves too, but um, anything else you kind of want to share from your journey? I mean, you had an amazing story. I'm, I'm so glad that I got to sit here and listen to it wild, crazy, um, but you know, fun and beautiful. I'm sure very unexpected too. <laughs> oh, is there anything else I want to share? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I have got anything else. Um, I usually ask their last thing is like, if you had to think of a piece of advice to give a mom, first time mom, second time mom, whatever it may be, um, what would kind of be your like biggest takeaway from labor, birth, postpartum, motherhood in general? Oh, okay. That is one. Okay. Taking it from someone who was very aware of how their body, what their body was doing in labor, just trust what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think vouch for yourself. Like I very much knew that my body was going through labor. And although, you know, sometimes professionals don't know and, you know, they weren't with me to make that decision and I was very much like I need to be seen and and I think just having confidence in yourself like yeah if you need help or you need someone just call and you know vouch for yourself and getting the support that you need and just trust your instincts like I was very much like yep something is happening um and it really was even when everyone kept telling me it wasn't and it's just amazing just enjoy it like it's the most magical feeling in the world and even when they come thick and fast and you didn't know they were coming, you just can't believe what you went through. The pride you have for yourself and your child is just, it's just magical. It is. It's birth is so magical. It, it really is. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. I'm so glad we got to chat and I just appreciate you and your time and your story. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. 
Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.